Welcome to C3 Church, Queen's Beach. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoyed this message today. Uh, and, and I feel as, as, as the service goes on, you know, you know we're going to be preaching and, and bringing the word, but, um, you know, the Holy Spirit is at work, Amen. you know, through the word, no matter what. I might say and how I might bring it, it's it's the Word of God and it's the Spirit in the house that will minister to you. So whatever is going on in your life, I know that God will minister to that this afternoon. Yes, Lord. Whatever your need is, I know that God will supply that need. Amen. So I, I just believe there's transactions that are going to happen as Amen. as we preach. Fear is going to go, anxiety is going to go, heaviness will lift off. Amen. Whether I get to say that or not and pray that or not, the Holy Spirit is here yes. and he will deposit life and faith and hope anew. Amen. However you came in, you are going to leave stronger. Amen. You are going to leave encouraged. You are going to leave built up. You are going to leave with the seed of the word of God in you. And God's word says it goes forth, it will not return to me void, it will accomplish everything for which I have sent it. So I'm believing in faith this afternoon that the things of this world are going to be transacted and exchanged for the things of heaven in your heart to bless you, but to bless the people also that God has placed in your life. Amen. So this message uh, comes from two places really. Um, someone walked me through a series of slides the other week, uh, and, and as the slides were progressing, they got me thinking about what a fast-changing and sometimes frantic world this can be. Yeah. As we got to the end of them, I was left with this impression and feeling like I'm just not keeping up with where and how the world is going and just feeling slightly overwhelmed. Anybody else in the room? Yeah. A, few, a few people. So that's one side of the coin. The other side, I, I used a phrase here the other, the other week. I forget it was last week or the week before. Um, but I said out of Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, that Jesus is the high priest of our confession. What does it mean to confess? That's a nice old-fashioned word. Uh, but when we confess, what we're doing is we tell the truth. Yes. You know, now I'm a Catholic boy. Confession usually means I'm going and telling the truth about the, the things yes. I've done which aren't so good. Uh, but confession also mean, it, it means telling the truth. We can tell the truth about God. Yeah. When we tell the truth about God, we just did it then. Yeah. We tell the truth about God. He's worthy. He's worthy of all praise. He's worthy of our worship. Yeah. He's worthy of uh, glory. He's worthy of uh, every wisdom and riches. Yeah. And so on we go. So it's important in this world where sometimes we feel overwhelmed, sometimes we feel like it's running ahead of us and we're not quite keeping up, that the confession of our mouth is that Jesus is King of Kings. Okay. Jesus is Lord of Lords. Yeah. He's got yeah. the universe he's got you in his hands yes. and when we confess that and when we declare it believe it in our heart but speak it with our mouth then faith comes Amen. book of Romans says faith comes by the word of God and by hearing the word of God yes. and sometimes the only way to hear it is to actually speak it out yes. and faith will come yes. sometimes we think Lord I need some faith faith will come yes. faith comes the Bible's it's a promise Faith comes by hearing, and hearing, hearing God, uh, hearing by the word of God. What's the confession we speak out? It's the gospel, yes. the gospel, that you are loved by God. Amen. God has you upon his heart, so much so that he sent his only son, Jesus, Amen. to Amen. die for you. Amen. Your sins 
fell upon Jesus. And instead of the sin that we have, life anew came up. Resurrection life. We're seated in the heavenlies, the Bible promises us. We need that revelation to understand that. So I'm going to try and bring those two ideas together, that the world is running away from us and sometimes we feel like we can't keep up with it. But God is in control and we want to encourage ourselves by confessing the truth. So every year... Uh, this is a preach, but it's going to come with a bit of pop culture this afternoon. <laughs> Every year, the Oxford Dictionary announces a word of the year. Uh, it acknowledges a phrase or a word that reflects a shift in culture and a phrase or a word that's come from nowhere and has entered everyday language. Do you want to hear uh, the last 10 years' worth of words of the year? Yeah. I'm sure you're going to be like me. You start to go, I can't keep up with what's going on. In 2011, the word of the year was... App. App. Who remembers that? You can't do anything without an app now. I went to order a coffee. He said, well, can you download the app? To order the, I went to pay for petrol. I'll download the app. Yeah. Can't. 2012. Here we go. Wow. Who remembers life without the cloud? <laughs> Can you cope without the cloud now? Well, some people. 2013. Hashtag. I still don't know how to use one. 2014. The selfie. There we go. We start to open the door to influences. We start to open the door to... Do you know what? Part of the, the issue with these days is that we are so self-absorbed. Yeah. Not you people. Um, <laughs> we are self-absorbed. But, yeah. you know, there is a culture out there, deceived, yeah. that you will find what you're looking for in yourself. Develop yeah. yourself. Yeah. Explore yourself. And you will find what you're looking for. And you will be fulfilled. That's a deception and a lie from the pit of hell or something like that. But anyway, we enjoy good selfie, don't we? Because for all the negative, there is a positive side here. Yes, 2015. It wasn't a word, it was an emoji. That is the most popular emoji. I looked it up, the five most popular emojis. That is the most popular emoji. Do you know what the second one is? It's the um, on the floor laughing. It's the, the head that's going, you know, like that. And then the next five or six are all about hearts, anything to do with the heart. And uh, praying hands comes in about number five or number six, but they don't call it praying hands. Clasping hands or something, yeah. We know it's... Isn't that encouraging? That in the top five or six emojis around the world that people use, praying hands is up there. 2017. 16. What are we up to? Post-truth. Doesn't matter what the truth is. I'm just going to say what I feel like saying. And it's all about the emotion and the, the response that I'm seeking. Truth doesn't come into it. Next one. Fake news, I think. Fake news. Yeah. Who remembers that one? Yeah. Is anyone starting to get a little bit like the world's going? 2018. Toxic. <laughs> I can't recall that one. 2019 was where I started to get really like, this is out of control. Let's, we, we up to what? 19, sorry. Climate emergency. 
It's not climate change, it's an emergency. Climate emergency. This was where I started to get a little bit out of control because in 2020, it wasn't one word. So much happened that there were five words. They said, we can't come up with one word for the year. There's five words for the year. Look across there. And then 2021. That's, there we go there. And 2022, they're looking at, they're not quite sure yet, they haven't released it, but it could be Vaxi, where you take a selfie of yourself getting yourself vaccinated. The metaverse non-binary. There we go. Things are moving along. It's very hard. Anyone feel getting a little bit puffed out watching that sort of stuff? I am certainly. State of the world. And it seems like things are getting crazier and more uncertain and more out there. And we're not on the same page as much as we used to be. So where do we go to for wisdom? Where do we go to for some sense of direction? Where do we go to to try and make some sense out of this and get some guidance going forward? We go to the... Bible. We go to the Word of God. You knew that. All right. Let's see what Jesus has to say about it. Matthew 24, verses 1 through to 14. Now, Jesus has just said, uh, the temple is going to come down, but in three days I will rebuild it. Then he says some things about the end of the world, the the end times. And uh, the apostles come and ask him, you know, when, when is all this going to happen? And Jesus gives an answer and he, he bounces in between answering when the temple will come down and when the end times are. But he gives us a really clear description of the world we are in. The world in a fallen state, and shall I said it so well, the world that is a result of sin. So verse chapter 24, Jesus left the temple and was walking away when his disciples came up to him to call his attention to the buildings. Do you see all these things? He asked, truly I tell you, not one stone here will be left on another. Everyone will be thrown down. And as Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they said, when will this happen? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered, watch out that no one deceives you. Post truth, fake news. Take, watch out, no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah and will deceive many. And that happened post-Jesus. Many came out and said, no, I'm the Messiah. But even if we track that through to today, there's lots of people saying, this is the way to life. And it's not through Jesus. We can be deceived. You will hear of wars and rumours of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. That's Jesus' encouragement to us today. See to it that you're not alarmed. Don't get overwhelmed. Don't feel like you can't catch up. Don't get alarmed. That's not me speaking, that's Jesus. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nations will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines, there will be earthquakes in various places. Is this cheering? All these are just the beginning of birth pains. What's going to happen when those birth pains finish? The birth. What's the birth? The new heaven and the new earth. Yeah. We need to have a really good understanding of where, we, where, where we're heading. 
We're in the church age at the moment. It's, it's been 2,000 years. We don't know how much longer it's going to go. Yeah. Jesus gives us a clue in a second. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death. That is happening in the world at the moment in some countries for those who are Christians. You will be hated by all nations because of me. We can see a shift of that in our culture. Yeah. We, maybe hate's too strong a word, but certainly the church is being sidelined from from um, mainstream. At that time, many will turn away from the faith, will betray and hate each other. Many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. There will be an increase of wickedness and the love of most will grow cold. This is the fallen world. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. We can have all sorts of speculations about when the end will come. Jesus tells us when it will come, when the gospel is preached to the whole world. Every nation, every tribe, every tongue. That's when the end will come. So Jesus gives us an apt description of the state of the world. Wars, Nation against nation, famines, earthquakes, pestilence, persecution of Christians, turning away from the faith, hate will increase, trolls, hate speed. People will be deceived, there will be an increase of wickedness and love for others will grow cold. Love for self will be awesome, you know, that'll be, but love for others will grow cold. And the world is exactly as Jesus said it would be. Even look around today. War in the Ukraine, China and Taiwan, saber rattling, war in the Middle East continues, inflation, climate change, monkeypox. <laughs> I just love saying monkeypox, don't you? COVID, there's gender identity issues, gay marriage, workers' compensation, the biggest claims now by far is mental health. Yeah. We see the outcome of what it is to live in a fallen world where we reject God and are under the influence of sin. So I was going to call this message Standing Firm in a World Gone Crazy. Um, One of the memes I I saw during the week was this one, that, uh, boy, if we could just live in some precedented times. Because it's all this, we are living in unprecedented times. If I could just live in some precedented times. Do you know what? These are precedented times. Because if I go back to the 70s, when I grew up, nuclear threat, the Hong Kong flu, the AIDS virus, pesticides, the oil crisis, if you go to my parents, World War II, World War I, the Depression, and so on we go. This is exactly how Jesus said it was going to be. Yeah. Gross darkness covers the earth from the book of Isaiah. But my glory rises upon you, the church. So yeah. what did Jesus say? He gives us three pieces of pastoral advice. What does Jesus want us to do as we live in a world that's constantly falling apart? Don't be alarmed. Stand firm and preach the gospel. They're our marching orders. And we can be confident about that because Jesus is letting us in on what is going on. He's telling us this is the way the world will be, but don't be alarmed. Stand firm and preach the gospel. The best way I know to preach the gospel is to make the church strong. You know, it's not... 
my responsibility, if I say this right, it's not my responsibility to go and preach, it's our responsibility. And I do it much more effectively when I'm doing it in community. That's the way God has intended it to be. So we go about preaching the gospel, building the church. Build the church. Get your head down and build the local church. That's the greatest endeavour on the planet at the moment, and it's God's answer. So don't be alarmed. When you see crazy things, Jesus says, expect the world to be crazy. I'm telling you now beforehand, 2,000 years ago, don't let it throw you. I'm letting you in on the secret. These are the birth pains on a way to a new heaven and a new earth. Read Revelation 21 and 22. I think every Christian should have that embedded in their heart. Revelation 21 and 22, because that's where we're heading. There is a clear vision. It looks like it's all going awry. Jesus says, no, there's a clear vision. There's a destination. This is not aimless. Don't be surprised. This is how the world of sin works. But I have overcome the world. In this world, you will have trouble, Jesus says. But take heart. Don't be alarmed. I have overcome the world. Amen. So currently it's racked with pain and death, but it's working its way towards the return of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. It's working its way towards the restoration of Eden, the new heaven and the new earth. So don't be alarmed. This is part of the plan. When we get to the end, you'll see what it is all about and what I was all about. So stand firm. Why does Jesus encourage us to stand firm? Because in a world that's falling apart, it's so easy to give in to fear. It's so easy to get overwhelmed. And it's so easy to withdraw from all the messiness. You know, sometimes we want to restrict ourselves just to the me and me and my house, me and my family, and take care of that. It's a bit like this. Have a look at this remote control. There we go. Who could, do, who could do with one of those at home? We only ever push two buttons, start and stop, you know, and pause. I don't know why we need all the other ones. But we can do that. We can withdraw from the messy. God doesn't want us to do that. God wants us to not be alarmed, to stand firm and engage with the world where it is because he's so in us to be people of faith, people of hope, and people of love. It's what the church age is all about. So if we give in to fear, if we withdraw, if we give up, if we choose powerlessness, then what we're saying is, Jesus, what you said in Matthew 24, uh, no, you're not in control. History is not in your hands. But Jesus told us beforehand, he wants us to trust him. He knows what he's doing. He's the king of history. History is in his hands and evil will not, sin will not, death will not have the final say because Jesus will return and everything will be placed under his feet. And in the meantime, we are people of faith. In the meantime, we are people who believe what Jesus says. This is the way the world is. I will not be alarmed. I will stand firm and I will preach the gospel by building the church. So no matter how bad things get, we are people of faith, hope and love. We hold a firm, eager, enduring expectation of our risen king's return. So how do we do that? 
We want to make the words coming out of our mouth, make sure the words coming out of our mouth, what we are confessing, the, speak, the, the truth that we are speaking is from the word of God. I want my words to be God's words or God's words to be my words. Who overcomes? The people who believe in their heart and confess with their mouth that Jesus is Lord. Um, sometimes I'm really good at believing in my heart and believing in my mind but I don't actually speak it with my mouth. And if there's something that God has put into humans, which really distinguishes us from lots of other, or all the other animals, is the ability for speech. Yeah. Yeah. Your tongue, the tongue, yeah. is the most innovated body part. Yeah. Next to this, there we go, that's pretty precise. No other animal in the planet can do that. I am awesome, look at me. Okay. <laughs> But your tongue is even more so. Yeah. God has put the tongue yeah. at the pinnacle of what we can control with precision. Mm -hmm. And I think that's in a natural sense, but I also think it's in a spiritual sense. And sometimes we have to encourage ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Moving into part two, we want to encourage ourselves with the word of God and speak the word of God. Psalm 133, David says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, praise his holy name. Hey, soul, bless God. Everything within you, hey, wake up. You know, bless the Lord. Sometimes we have to speak to ourselves and encourage ourselves. Pastor Phil Pringle, I always remember this from years ago, said this, you know, we talk about feeding the lion within us with the word. He said, sometimes you just got to grab the weasel within you and slap it in the face. <laughs> I love that, you know. In other words, encourage yourself in the word of God. And sometimes it's, been, it's, it's hard to do that. And I think it's hard to do that because there is a spiritual opposition to it and we're just yeah. not used to it. We tend to be a thinking culture as opposed to a... But God wants us to speak it out. He wants us to confess. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And we believe that when you hear the word of God, faith will come and you will be stronger. I've got some homework for you. I've laminated it. It's not professional, but it's done with love. You pick it up on the way, I'll come to that in a second. James describes the tongue as a rudder. It's a rudder. It's a bit in your mouth. Uh, a bit in your mouth. It'll go, you, you, you will go along the lines of what you talk about. And if it's, if it's negative, and not faith-filled, that's, that's where you'll end up. If it's faith-filled, that's where you'll end up. He describes it as a rudder. What do you need a rudder for? The only way a ship can sail into a storm if it's got a rudder. So you want to get your rudder going. You want to speak and declare. So let's, we could choose anywhere in the Word of God, but I've chosen things to do with Jesus, which is a good place to start. Jesus at the centre. Jesus Christ reigns as King of the universe and will continue to reign forever. There will never be a time from here until forever that Jesus Christ is not on the throne of the universe. Let the world do what it will. Jesus Christ is on the throne. Let me read to you from Ephesians chapter 1, verses 19 to 22. I love this verse. I could just read this verse as the whole message. Verse 17, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, 
will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. We need the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation so that you may know him better. That's great. I pray that the eyes of your heart will be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance. Look around you. Look at the people around you. The riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. Look around you. There's your inheritance. That's why church is so important. It's a good-looking inheritance. (laughs) And it's incomparably great power for us who believe. We can feel like we're swamped in a world that's gone crazy. It's always been crazy. But God has given us incomparably great power to lift ourselves up out of that, to speak life. The power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. For Jesus is, here's a great thing to confess. This is your homework. For Jesus is far above all rule and authority. Jesus is far above power and dominion and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one that is to come. And God has placed all things under his feet. And let the world do what the world will do. Everything has been placed under Jesus' feet and has appointed him to be head over everything. Look at the next phrase. For the church. Why is Jesus above everything? For the church. For us. It's for our sake. Which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. The level of authority to which Jesus is raised is far above all rulers, powers, dominions and authorities in the universe. In this natural world, we've got kings and presidents. Jesus is the king of those kings. He's the president of those presidents. And he's above all unseen powers and principalities in the spiritual realm. They're real, but their authority is way below the authority of Jesus. That's why we can stand in his presence, sing, worthy is the lamb. And we can confidently say that fear must depart, anxiety must depart, heaviness must be lifted off because the presence of God and the name of Jesus, there's never a gap when Jesus will not reign. So we don't occupy ourselves with the trials in a world bent on destruction. He reigns now and will continue to reign until all enemies are put under his feet in God's perfect timing. And in the meantime, we remain people of faith. We are not alarmed. We stand firm and we preach the gospel and make sure we are doing what it can to be preached to a world that is in need. Charlie, do you want to come and just do that? Worthy is the... And Jesus shares that authority with us. Ephesians 2, verses 4 to 7. Because of God's great love for us, God is rich in mercy. He has made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It's by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms, in Christ Jesus. 
everything God did for Jesus, he's done for us. He's made us alive, he's raised us, and he's seated us in the heavenly places. So when we are faced with what we are faced with, we come with the authority of God. We come with the completed work of God in us because of Jesus. So we want to encourage ourselves in that truth. He is the high priest of our confession and we want to confess truth. It's like God calls the word the sword of the spirit. He says, here's your sword, take your sword. Gross darkness covers the earth, but my glory rises upon my people who will believe, people who will stand firm, people who will preach the gospel. Over you now, 
And I ask that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation that you may know him better. That faith arise. And I pray that the eyes of your heart will be enlightened, that you may know the hope to which he has called you, that you may know the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, that you will know the incomparably great power for those who believe. For that same power he exerted when he raised Jesus Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms is yours in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us today on this podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more of our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, head to c3hh.com.au forward slash give.